Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We welcome you to the airwaves of Radio Islam International this Tuesday morning. It's gone 10 minutes past the hour of 9. Every Tuesday morning we have the Atajir program, the businessman's program. And in this program, alhamdulillah, there is a lot that we learn. We have different segments in the program. And part of the program is where Mufti Yusuf Musaji, our guest on the program, Mufti Sab takes us through various discussions in which we can enhance... Um, our personal development skills and Mufti Sab takes us through different skills, explaining to us what the skill is all about and then giving us examples with regards to it and explain to, explaining to us how we can develop it and how we can bring it into our life. And then we have the very interesting segment as well in which we take a look at the questions which our listeners send through to us and Mufti Sab then answers those questions. Um, let's welcome Mufti Sab onto the program. Mufti Yusuf, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We trust you doing well, Mufti Sab? Alhamdulillah, and yourself? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, doing very well and good to be on the program again. We really love and enjoy this program because alhamdulillah, there is so much that we learn. Alhamdulillah, may Allah Ta'ala make it beneficial for one and all. I mean, I mean, um, you know, one is to sit and listen to the program, but we we, we, we got to listen with the right intention, the intention that we want to benefit from the program. And in that way, we'll be able to learn, we'll be able to benefit, we'll be able to practice. And that is the whole idea of the program. So last week on in the segment, we spoke about how to be a better planner, how to be a better planner. You need to plan more in order to... You know, and that also I said plan more, but not plan too, too, too much, because sometimes then too much of time is going into planning, and then no time is going into execution. So uh, that is why Mufti Sab took us through the entire discussion: how much time we need to use and consume, in, uh, as far as planning is concerned, and uh, various other aspects with regards to planning. This week, the discussion, very interestingly, is all about social intelligence. What is social intelligence? And then uh, the important part of it as well is said how can we increase ours how how can you increase yours that is social intelligence so let's go into the discussion of this up maybe you can start off by telling us what is social intelligence uh, have you ever you know wondered how many past scenarios in your life could have turned out differently mm. if only you had reacted or acted in a different way you know, you find yourself saying that, you know, next time I know I shouldn't get so angry. Mm. Or uh, next time I should have done this. Or I should have instead said this or I should have taken this opportunity. Many people allow opportunity to pass them by just because they were not in tune with the nuances of their social interactions. So, uh, in truth, you know, uh, they could have avoided a lot of personal and professional disaster if the conflict that may have arised uh, had been dealt with correctly. So to anticipate and handle critical social uh, interactions with grace, mm. you have to build up and tap into your social intelligence. So, you know, the world that we live in, uh, a complex world uh, that we live in, so many demands from us, and uh, that is where we need to develop this uh, aspect of social intelligence, uh, and uh, this will be a great help for us uh, navigating the increasingly tumultuous waters that we've got to pass through on a daily basis. 
Most certainly. Jazakallah for that very beautiful explanation. As Mufti Sahib said, you know, there are many times when different things go to, we go through different situations and we are faced with different challenges and maybe because of the situation maybe because of the difficulty, maybe we didn't think it through and therefore we maybe acted or reacted in a certain way. And there are many times when we even regret that, you know, now in hindsight, if I think about it, uh, you know, I would have rather have done this, I would have rather have said that, or maybe I wouldn't have said anything as many times that that definitely does happen in our lives. Now, move this up, you know, when we, when we speak about socially intelligent, so what does it mean to be socially intelligent? Uh, yeah, so in the past we've spoken about emotional intelligence Gee. and uh, we know that uh, emotional intelligence is all to do with regulating your emotion, mm. being aware of your emotions and uh, so th that is the one uh, intellectual c or quotient that we know about, so emotional intelligence. Uh, social intelligence is linked to how we interact with others and in fact there's a beautiful book written by uh, Sheikh Muhammad Saleh Al Munajid. And the title of the book is Kaifa Amaluhum. That how did Nabi Sassalam interact with others? So I came across this book. I haven't been able to read the book, but uh, you know, this the title in itself uh, was quite uh, catchy for me and it actually put light on what this is all about in terms of social interaction. Or how do we interact with others? So uh, in terms of how we interact with others, what is social intelligence? Uh, most people associate intelligence with just the general type, you know, as it relates to analysis and reason, reasoning and etc. That's all well and good, but there are other forms of intelligence which, uh, you know, are significant uh, and um, social intelligence being one of the four or five types. So we have IQ, which is intellectual quotient. Mm -hmm. and then we have EQ, which is uh, emotional intelligence. And then we have also what is termed as, uh, you know, um, adversity quotient, AQ. And oh, then right. s some have added what is spiritual quotient. And now we're talking today about uh, social uh, quotient, which is the way you interact with others. Uh, most people tend to simplify being socially intelligent merely to being, friend being friendly and approachable. But the truth is, you know, to learn to develop and harness your social intelligence uh, that can make a world of difference. Social intelligence is the capacity to evaluate and uh, influence other people's emotions and relations by knowing oneself and others. And it develops through time and experience with people uh, concerning success and failure in social settings. So when we talk about assessing life's influences, that as you go through life, you will meet and regularly interact with people who will have a significant impact on your journey. They are your life influences. And to determine who are they, look at these attributes. You know, life influences has a significant impact on your personal and professional growth. Your long-term success hinges heavily on a continued relationship with these individuals. Uh, the life influences ca cannot be easily replaced. Your time-tested relations with this uh, person has already yielded continuous positive effects in your life and you can identify uh, who this influencer is by assessing the impact they've had and the relationship is mutual. You can identify what you need from the influence and vice versa. Your goals and desired results are aligned with this person. So this gives us a basis on, you know, in terms of social intelligence. 
Okay, Jazakallah for that, Muftisab. Next question is, how does emphatic listening connect to social intelligence? Yeah, so in uh, social intelligence, you know, we need to go beyond the surface. And going beyond the surface uh, and getting a, a deeper level of understanding with people you interact, whether you've just met them or they are your life influences. In other words, when they are communicating with you, you need to listen to what they mean, not just what they're saying. So the goal is empathy. And empathy is the skill of understanding what other people are feeling. So focus not only on their message content, but also the tone, the body language. And by doing so, you'll be able to figure out the meaning behind the words. You know, you'll be able to figure out and understand the feelings. And for that, you need to look out for certain things. When you're speaking to someone, uh, look at, keep constant eye contact, not casual, not too intense. Uh, keep your feet and shoulders pointed to them. Keep your arms open if you're sitting, standing straight and not slouching. If you're standing, smiling, nodding, using hand gestures at appropriate times, uh, having a genuine smile, not a fake smile, uh, non-interruptive verbal signs such as yes, okay, mm. and then taking it deeper, you know, there's the concept of echoing and mirroring. And uh, what is echoing and mirroring? Uh, this is a way to show someone that uh, you they have your undivided attention. So when someone says something, you've rephrased the essence of what the person is saying. Uh, you know, you speak in a similar tone to what they're using. This is called mirroring, where your body posture is the same. For example, if someone is speaking formally, do the same. If they're leaning towards you, you do the same. Pay attention to their body language and tone and try to match it. But don't try to mirror everything quickly. When done correctly, it will help people feel connected with you and trust you. Okay, Jazakallah for that. So that Muftisab has expla explained, you know, the importance of, of being able to listen and, and, and give a, a very attentive ear and how that will enhance our social intelligence. Muftisab, social largely depends on building connections. Now, how, do, how does one build a rapport? A rapport is the connections. You know, you can mm. uh, also, you know, it's about connecting with other people and creating that uh, connectivity. So how does one do that? Uh, you know, express compassion, a sense of caring towards uh, the feelings of others. Uh, find points of commonality between your goals and values and theirs. And uh, uh, w what you need to also do is sometimes, you know, light-hearted banter, using humor to bring down a person's defenses. It always helps. Instead of, you know, sometimes we try to be funny, but in the process we put the person down. Mm. But uh, rather than that, you know, using humor in a way of connecting with people, like, like we've uh, in the past mentioned the example of the Messenger وسلم, where uh, Nabi's uh, lady came and said, Allah, make dua that uh, I enter into Jannah. And she was the old lady. And Nabi said, uh, old ladies won't enter into Jannah. And the lady turned around and she was like very upset and almost crying. And then Nabi called her back and said that no, it is that you will be made a young person and then enter into Jannah. Now, when you look at this, just think if Nabi Salsam just said, Amin, yes, I make dua. And how this unfolded with the entire episode for this lady. Can you imagine later on years that Nabi Salsam said, you will be a young lady when you enter into Jannah. That is something that she would remember fondly. Uh, that is something that she would, you know, 
uh, you know, uh, latch onto that. I was the person who asked this question, and this was the response, and this is how the message is. So uh, it was something that the end result was endearing, and the outcome was something that brought people closer. So that is what is uh, required, uh, and that is how you can use humor at times to break people's defense and to get them, uh, you know, to connect with them. For that, Mufti Sahib. Now, um, another interesting question with regards to this topic of social intelligence is uh, how does one navigate conflict that may arise in your social interactions? It, I mean, it's bound to happen, it's going to happen, it does happen. How do we navigate it? How do we get out of it? Yes. Uh, so, uh, in terms of uh, navigating the conflict, and you know, you need mediation, you need resolution. Uh, and uh, when we look at this particular aspect, then you say managing your feelings and then trying to resolve that, that is important first and foremost in terms of conflict, uh, w when we look at uh, conflict and dealing with conflict. Also in this regard, uh, remember that a great deal of conflict comes from misunderstanding other people's emotions and focusing solely on the content of their message. When you start noticing, you know, growing tension, check for misconceptions around uh, both. Uh, be diplomatic when checking for misunderstandings and treat the situation as a miscommunication on your part. And uh, uh, if you are able to confirm them that a misunderstanding or miscommunication occurred, then take the blame for it. Apologize for what happened, regardless of whether it's your fault or not. Instead of being, you know, to, you know trying to blame the other person, that then the person becomes aggressive. Uh, furthermore, if there aren't any misunderstandings and there's a conflict between you, uh, your desire is that the other person, uh, you know, to perhaps to, to push back or to, uh, to get the upper hand, take a step back with the person you're in conflict with and talk about uh, the discussion that you are about to have instead of simply diving into the battle. And if you realize that you are at fault, take responsibility. Uh, in a case someone else is at fault, though, don't expect them to apologize or take responsibility, no matter how nice that would be. You know, many people are emotionally afraid of, uh, of just uh, uh, responding to things in that way. Or, mm. And also, if the disagreement is about what should be done about an issue, explore the reasons behind the conflict. And uh, so these are some of the points in this regard. And now, you know, just to take a look at this uh, discussion from the point of the Sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mm -hmm. and uh, uh, the social intelligence of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and what principles we can learn uh, from the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We know that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was Uswatun Hasana. Allah Rabbul Izzah says, لَقَدْ كَادَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ But certainly, in the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, there was a perfect example. So I'd like to share with you, you know, five points that we can draw from Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and his interactions with others. And this would form the core of social intelligence for us. Number one is make your presence warm and easygoing and loving and soft. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you know, played multiple roles. He was a father, he was a husband, he was a leader, he was a statesman, he was a warrior. Uh, Abu Hala says that when he was asked what was the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam like, he said he was always smiling, easygoing, soft and gentle, not harsh, not angry. He would not use bad language, would not curse, not swear. We wouldn't always be criticizing nor uh, always praising. Uh, Sayyidina Jabir says that Nabi Sallallahu never refused me permission to him uh, since I embraced Islam. So what does this mean? It means that you're always welcoming uh, your presence 
uh, incorporate kindness to your talks, the way of talking, smiling, being agreeable. So that is the first point. Make your presence warm, easy, loving, and soft. Number two is treat every person in every situation with its due it reserves. Nabi Sassim lived amongst Bedouins, children, slaves, all of different styles of speaking, but he gave each one their due. You know, there's an incident that talks about a slave lady, a slave girl who came and took Nabi Sassim's hand and led him uh, in the streets of Medina till she had her need fulfilled. Whatever assistance she wanted from Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Sinan Sardiullah said, I served Nabi Sallallahu for 10 years and he never said to me, off. So the second point is that treat every person, uh, give them their dues. Number three that we learn from Nabi Sallallahu is always be the first to initiate goodness and return goodness. Nabi Sallallahu would in, be the one to initiate goodness. He'd be the first to say salam. If someone came to sit with him, he would remove his shawl, his cloak and put it down for the person so that they could sit on it. If someone gives him a gift, you would, you know, reciprocate that. You would thank them and say, Jazakallah. And, you know, often we find imbalance in relations arrives when one person contributes and the other person doesn't do their share. Somebody does something good to you, always return it. If you can, then give what you can. Uh, the next time you feel in a relation turning sour, study the cause that you'll find it and you'll find there's an imbalance in the relationship. Uh, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, uh, you know, honored his relationships, even with the past relationships. Uh, Sayyid Aisha says that when, when he was with his family, he was at their service. When he was in Sajjah and Hassan and Hussain, climbed in his back, he didn't get up from Sajjah for a long time. And this shows how Nabi Sallallahu kept his family connected and loved. And then, uh, you know, in terms of relationships, keep the relationships going, keep them new. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, that I will keep it moist with its moistness. Mm. Uh, and uh, we find that uh, the incident of uh, the sister of Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha who came to visit uh, and Nabi Sassam honored her even years later. So keeping those relationships going. And the fifth point, and I think this is a critical point for us, uh, mm. uh, that when you need, you know, you have two types of, uh, when things clash, okay. uh, you need to prioritize necessity over proximity. Or, so when two rights clash, give mm. the necessity the, the first one. Hmm. Uh, the Prophet would attend to the necessary rights first. Uh, there will be a situation when two important relations of yours clash. And you're thinking, what should I do first? Now, let me give you a, a typical example. Yeah. Uh, your mother is sick, uh, so you need to be at home with her. And on the same day, it's your best friend's wedding. Now, what do you do? Hmm. There's a clash. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, verily, the rights of the mother over you is greater. Hmm. So you can then easily you know, take your cue from that. And there'll be different examples on that particular line. So when there's a clash of two rights, then look at, you know, a necessity that should take the, uh, that should take the distinct uh, precedence at the time. So these are five points that we shared, you know, we're looking at the life of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and some of the guidelines from the Sunnah of the Rabbi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in terms of social intelligence, dealing with people the Sunnah way, and inshallah sometime in the future uh, when we do get our hands on the book of uh, Sheikh Salid uh, Munjid uh, on how Nabi Sassam dealt, we'll further delve into this topic.